welcome back to another episode of Crypto Chats. I'm your host, Kenzie Gleason, and this week I have a really fun episode for you guys. I'm not going to explain it too, too much because by the title, you can probably gather what's going on. Uh, so with that being said, let's get into it. Okay, so I am joined today by a good friend of mine who is one of the most talented cryptid artists, I think, um, in my humble opinion. <laughs> uh, my good friend Easton Hawk from Easton Hawk Illustrations. Say hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Easton. Uh, I am Easton Hawk of Easton Hawk Illustrations. I'm a, a hobbyist illustrator in Indiana. I like spooky really stuff. <laughs> I like mystery. I like detailed wrinkly art yes that's it <laughs> that's it that's all there is to know about the man <laughs> all right well that was short and sweet <laughs> um easton is going to tell us about a, an obscure cryptid that he knows about today so whenever you're ready Easton, take it away yeah so um being from indiana and living in indiana most of my life um you'd think that there's like nothing going on here Right. So um, recently I picked up uh, Monsters at the Crossroads by David Weatherly, and I got to learn about a whole bunch of really like niche, deep cut cryptid stuff that I would have otherwise never heard of because most of it's from like the 1800s. So okay. I think Indiana was formed in like, oh God, I want to say like 1827, oh, something wow. like that. Yeah, it's pretty, I want to say it's pretty old. Okay. Uh, so, but I realized, didn't realize how much like Bigfoot activity there was here. I knew about like the green clawed beast. I knew about, um, oh, what is it? The Minotope monster. Um, so there's like really small legends here and there. Um, but some of them that uh, David Weatherly highlights uh, really caught my eye. And one of them was called the ghoul snake of Oxford. The ghoul snake. And, yeah, the ghoul snake. And uh -huh. Oxford, Indiana is right outside of Lafayette, so like Purdue University. Okay. And uh, the story that he pulled up, it was actually in the paper. It was in, let me find it, the Logansport Journal um, from September 1889. Oh. And I love this story because there's obviously like the eyewitness accounts. Mm-hmm. And two, it was published in the paper. But yeah. on top of that, there's like physical, though there's physical evidence of there being something there. It could not be a snake. It could be a snake. But there's also <laughs> physical, like social impact of it mm -hmm. because the people there built a giant mausoleum that has no business being in a town that small in their cemetery because they were so worried about this snake probably eating the recently deceased oh that my they had. So going from the top, um, actually I could probably just read you the the news article. Okay. Um, it's, it's fairly sweet and short. So uh, let's see here. Let me find the beginning of the quote. So this is from the Lafayette Cour uh, Courier. And like I said, it was September 3rd, 1889. It said, there is a larger snake measuring 15 feet in length, as large in circumference as a good-sized stovepipe, with eyes of fire adorned with horns underneath fully... <laughs> well, this is a typo. <laughs> with horns underneath, a full 10 inches long, 
in the, in the cemetery west of Oxford, Benton County, Indiana. It has been seen by at least a dozen people and the supposition is that it subsists by feasting on upon, upon the dead bodies interred therein. <laughs> Rumor of such a reptile inhabiting the city of the dead have been afloat for two years, but until recently, they have not been believed. A gentleman of Oxford who, whose word, <laughs> I love the way they did the, the like wording of all these <laughs> and it makes you want to like read it like a uh, like a 1920s baseball like, <laughs> uh, it says a gentleman of oxford whose word was never known to be doubted saw the snake the other day and although he found jeez this is awful although he found and picked up a club he became frightened at the mammoth size and instead of entering into battle with it, he took his heels <laughs> and without looking back to see if it was after him, ran breathlessly home. At first, he gave some excuse for his hurried and excited arrival, but at last related his experience. There is a certain amount of distress among the citizens of Oxford who have relatives buried in the cemetery over the general belief that the reptile is living upon the, <laughs> living upon the dead bodies. Uh, the gentleman who informed the courier reported this morning that the matter set of the matter says on the investigation there have been found large holes leading down into the graves. It is with a feeling of horror accompanied with a shudder that the people of Oxford have learned of this unnatural being. Those who have seen it describe it as being frightening in appearance with its fiery eyes, horns, mammoth size. None have seen it, none have seen it, but that at first glimpse their hair seemed to have raised on their very heads and their hearts to almost stop beating at the sight of the terrible creature that's it wow um so i looked into i've never been to oxford i've been to lafayette plenty of times mm. uh, i found a picture of the mausoleum finally there were only because recently um there's been like a call to pull money together to get a bunch of renovations done because yeah. like i said this town is is very small, and yeah. I found the earliest uh, population census I could find was uh, 1900, where there was 949 people. Oh, that's not and, that funny at all. No, not at all. Like probably, they just they probably don't need a cemetery period because they're yeah. you know, neighboring Lafayette. So, what a giant mausoleum. Yeah, and, and it's huge. So I'll send you a picture of uh, the mausoleum uh, from like two years ago. But um, yeah, it's just one of my favorite like deep cut kind of one and done type deals. But um, like supposedly that. you can, I'm sure there's like an earthly phenomenon because I am a skeptic yeah. when it comes down to it. Yeah. But uh, to this day, apparently you can find large round like 15 inch holes that's in brown all over the cemetery so so people were seeing the snake though and they were able to like yeah. see it with their eyes and be like okay that's a, that's a really big snake there was at least a dozen reports in that's nuts the in in uh 19 or uh, 1889 alone apparently okay but maybe but more after that more than likely because they said uh they said in the article that at least two years people have been reporting like a large reptile in the area or at least the evidence of a large reptile in the area I think it's really interesting that they found holes like going to the graves. Right. And they're still finding them. That's so crazy. Did they find any like the evidence hole. of like disturbed coffins or anything like that? Right. Um I don't I don't know. So there's never been like a follow-up on like the actual 
uh, they, I don't think they exhumed anybody mm-hmm. and put them in the mausoleum. I'm I'm assuming that it's all like newly dead after it yeah. was uh, built. But just the the fact that a town of you know 900 people would pull the funds together to build this giant snake-proof mausoleum, so that <laughs> where they definitely like believed that something yeah happening. I can so, just imagine someone going like door to door with a baseball cap, being like, "We got to keep the snake much, out." Snake yeah. <laughs> <laughs> death. Um, That's crazy. I, well, I yeah, like I said, I like that story a lot just because it has like a like a lasting like physical like monument to it, where you know there can be stories and legends written down and like archived forever, but the fact that there was so much like social paranoia that they erected, like they had to go they had to get permits they had to like you know they had to do the whole did they have to do permits in the 1800s i assume when did permits become a thing i'm looking around as if i'm gonna like tell (laughs) my cat to google it (laughs) there had to be organization maybe not permits but like the organization and the uh the hive mind had to come together how fast do you think they put it together like too late (laughs) I mean, it is technically Amish country, so. Oh, so very fast. So, who's to yeah. say? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I think that, that's such a cool story. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, like a really, like, teeny tiny niche incident. And yeah. I couldn't find any other, like, follow-ups in recent years. So, I like that it's kind of a uh, open and close, like, yeah. maybe it did happen. Maybe it didn't yeah. happen. Here's it would be a, a little bit crazy if a snake lived for over a hundred years. I feel like they usually. I mean, it has fiery up. eyes and horns on its bottom side yeah. or under. So, who's the- <laughs> it's a really inconvenient place to have horns. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like you wouldn't move that well. No. Or at least you. Well, you'd be, you know, clawing into the ground. <laughs> I mean, that's not super helpful. That is that is really cool though. I do also like that. I like the the social paranoia aspect of it because I feel mm-hmm. like like 99% of the time people will go around and like you see the newspaper articles and they're like you know 100 people saw this thing and right. really instead of doing anything about it they'll right. kind of I mean, move on from yeah, it. The evidence if this is like a mass hysteria type thing there's like evidence to it so there's yeah. like a finale. they saw a problem they figuratively solved the problem by yeah encasing people in you know cubicle in a mausoleum so it's just the the fun like flash in a pan type cryptid legend yeah i don't know if i buy it you know you don't think (laughs) you buy it (laughs) nonetheless it takes a lot i think i buy it but i i believe like just about everything so (laughs) it is a fun way to live (laughs) so uh thank you for that story that was really awesome um, do you want to tell everyone what you're up to in the next couple of weeks? What you got going on? Any events? Any plans for cool uh, things? Yeah, uh, my last event for the year is CryptidCon. Uh, we'll miss you. Last year was a blast. Yeah, I wish uh, I was gonna go. I know. Then he moved. Yeah. Clear country, so. Well, I would still go from Texas. It just it was too it's too soon after the move. Yeah. Maybe next year. We'll see. They're moving it. Apparently, it's not going to be at the Clarion anymore. Oh, weird. But uh, yeah, that's um, November 19th and 20th. Yes, November 19th and 20th in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. 
All right. Going to be a blast. Going to hang out with Jonathan Jonathan Dodd and uh, Danner. and Good old Dodd and Danner. Jeff and, you know. All the boys. Pretty much. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much for your story. Thanks for coming on and telling everyone the tale of the the ghoulie snake. Yeah, sorry it was uh, such a jumble. Uh, like I said, oh, these, that's uh, okay. I mean, have you ever listened to an episode of the show before, Easton? Oh, absolutely. It's a mess. <laughs> but reading old timey speak, uh, in you know, it's hard in a newspaper, and these just aren't ways to speak anymore. So yeah, it's no. like you can read Shakespeare, but yeah, Indiana well, thank you anyway. Um, yeah thanks everyone for checking out this week's episode um and thank you again easton for coming on and telling us that story it was awesome um i know i enjoyed it i'm sure everybody else enjoyed it um and be sure to check back next week for another story thanks for listening bye